We're going to go from hearing to believing to knowing as a church. You catch that? I just want to proclaim that even if you don't come to this church. I believe in your life. We're going to go from hearing to believing to knowing. We're going to start to really understand, truly understand how the kingdom of God operates. I believe this. I believe that we are not called, I did not come, my wife and I did not come to this amazing city of Chicago to plant a cool church. We came to plant a strong church, a courageous church, a church that was going to stand at the gap, in the gap for people that did not know who Jesus Christ was. And we want you to come along with us. We want you to be a part of this. And I believe that, that, that this sermon series, Unsearchable, it's an interesting title, right? Unsearchable. What are you talking about? What do you, what do you mean? I, I believe that there's a deep sense in each and every one of you to hear, to know, and to understand the voice of God. Anybody want to know, to hear, to understand the voice of God? My hand is up. I, I know in the church world we say it all the time, right? When someone comes up to get prayed over, we're like, what's God saying to you? And oftentimes I hear people say back to me, I don't know. I'm one of those people at times. I don't know what he's saying to me. I can't hear him. I don't know what he sounds like. We, we just throw this saying out, what's God speaking to you today, right? And half the time, then maybe the other person, have you ever been there, is like, I don't, I don't know what you're even asking me. Like, I can barely figure out who I am. I can't hear somebody in heaven talking to me. But let me just say this. He speaks. He speaks today. He's speaking right now. And I believe more than ever before, this church, this city, you as followers of Jesus Christ, you are going to, we are going to learn how to discover and to hear and to know the voice of God. Amen? Amen? Come on, church. I remember looking back over my faith journey when I first got saved. It was, it was a navigation, right? It, it, it's a journey. If you just started this journey, welcome. <laughs> But it's a journey, and it's a process, and it's not that you have to have it all together right away. If you've been serving God for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, awesome, but there's still more to learn. But as I, as I came to know Christ, I, I, I began to just open this up, right? Because that's what, that's what someone told me. Just, just open this, read it, start to discover, start to figure out. And as I began to read and as I began to discover, I would, I would think that I heard a voice speak to me. And then I was just like the bad tacos I ate the night before, Right? Or I would, I would think that as I was reading the words, something was standing out to me, and I would say, is this, is this God? Have you ever just done that, God? Is that you? Have you ever heard your name sometimes whispered, and you turn around and no one's there? Me. Wow. I need to seek counseling. <laughs> just me. <laughs> awesome. But I began in my faith journey to really start to see that what was being said to me was from heaven. The words that were being spoken over me were from heaven and heaven alone. And I, and I believe that we are going to go on this journey of hearing the voice of God. And God speaks in many different ways. Can I be honest with you? God speaks through his word. God speaks through time alone. God speaks through creation. God speaks through creativity. God speaks through, through the, the people next to you, your coworkers, your neighbors. God speaks through a lot of different avenues. Can we just come to the resolve in that? Amen. But then there's times that there's some things that God wants to speak to you, but they are hidden from you at the moment. They're unsearchable. Jeremiah talks about this, and this is kind of our key phrase and key verse for the series. Not going to preach on that this week. Come back next week. But it says that God would reveal 
to you the, the hidden things, the, the unsearchable things. And I believe that there are some things that God wants to reveal to each and every one of you. I'm setting this up, so bear with me. I believe that there's some things that God wants to speak to each and every one of you that are right now just hidden behind. They're, they're fortified. That word in the original language that Jeremiah talks about is a fortified wall. God, why are you fortifying things that get from me? Why can I not hear? Because he wants to grow you. Because he wants to shape you. Because he wants to mold you. So he wants to say, hey, are you willing to come with me on this journey? Are you willing to seek out my voice? Are you willing to come with me because I got some great things in store for you? Does anybody in this house this morning on a snowy Sunday believe that God has some great things in store for your lives? So there's some things that are just unsearchable. But they can be found. And it's by seeking out the voice of God, I want and I pray desperately that this church hears from heaven. Church, meaning you. That you don't have to come to the pastor. You don't have to come up for prayer time. It's good, do it, please, it's awesome. We wanna pray with you, but you can go home and you can sit in your house, you can sit in your apartment, you can sit in your car and you can start to dial in the voice of God. You can start to cry out, God, I'm here and I need to hear from you. And he's gonna speak. We want this as a church. Anybody want this as a church? We're a young church. We got a lot of young people. Some of y'all looking around like, yeah, I feel old. Trust me, me too. But as we are young or if we're old, whatever, we want to learn that God's voice is there. God's voice is speaking. Amen? There's a language to heaven. Do you know that? There's a language here on earth and then there's a language in heaven. And he's going to reveal it to us. So if you would, open up your Bibles to 1 Samuel 3. I'm reading scripture, don't worry. I want to set it up, because this is vital. This is so, so vital. Before we can discover what he says and how he speaks, we need to discover what opens us up to hearing his voice. Amen? Before we can discover how he speaks or what he's going to speak to us, the things that he says to us, we need to discover what opens us up. Everyone say, open up. Opens us up to hearing from his voice. This story in this chapter of scripture is awesome. <laughs> if you were here two weeks ago, I said that King Solomon anointed David. Complete debauchery. It was crazy. It was just terrible. It was, a, it was nuts. It was Samuel. So we're going to talk about Samuel again. Why? Because I'm redeeming myself as the pastor of this church this morning. Some of you are like, I don't even know what he's talking about. It's cool. It's awesome. Praise the Lord. 1 Samuel 3. 1 going to be up on the screens. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord in the presence of Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no frequent visions. Pause there. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. Why? Because the people of Israel, the temperature of their faith was cold. God wants to speak to people that are wanting and desiring to be set on fire by Jesus Christ. I could just say that. We could all go home. Be awesome. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his own place. Eli is the high priest of Israel at this time. He is the priest. He is the one that would hear from heaven for the people. Eli had some issues that he had to take care of. We're going to discover that. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called to Samuel, and he said, 
here I am. And ran to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call you, lie down again. So he went and laid down. And the Lord called again Samuel. And Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. But he, meaning Eli, said, I did not call my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not been revealed to him. Pause. The word of the Lord, talking about that, is the voice of the Lord. You with me? So now catch this. Samuel has heard the voice of the Lord, not knowing it's the voice of the Lord, and now has gone and woken up his boss two times. (laughs) If I was the boss, I'd be upset. (laughs) I'm trying to sleep. I'm trying to rest. Stop annoying me. This is just me and my life. This is how I think. You with me? Okay, cool. And the Lord called Samuel again in the third time. (laughs) Three times. And he arose and went to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. And Eli then had a deep revelation. He perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, go lie down. And if he calls you, you shall say, speak, Lord. Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. Speak, Lord. For your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood, calling it as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, speak. Famous passage of scripture. Speak for your servant hears. Verse 11, then the Lord said to Samuel, behold, I'm about to do a thing in Israel at which the two ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. Jesus, these are your words. Even Through this story, God, may we discover how to draw close to you, how to know you, how to open our lives and our hearts to hearing your voice. May this word come out the same way you have put it in me, God. We want to know you more. We want to be deeper in love with you. We trust you and believe in you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Unsearchable. Dialing in the signal. If you've been coming to church lately, you see these fancy TVs that we got, right? Some of you were here two weeks ago or three weeks ago and we had them out. And then the past two weeks, we did not have them out. You know why? Technology issues. (laughs) Praise God for technology. Love it. It's hard enough for me to figure out how to turn my phone on and off, let alone how to set up TVs and get these things going. Did you know that HDMI cords, (laughs) this is where we're going today. This is where we're going. Did you know that they, depending (laughs) on how long they are, can cause an issue. I never knew that. Did you know that based on the technology that they have, plugged in, that they are plugged into, they can cause an issue? Did you know if they don't have a booster in the HDMI cord? Anybody ever heard of a booster in an HDMI cord? I know all about it now. Ask me anything. That they will not operate. <laughs> we had issues with these TVs. Why? Because we want you guys to be able to see. Why? Because there's these beautiful pillars right here, and you can't see the screens. So we're trying to look out for you guys as the church. And as you may know, we try to set these things up. And and it's funny, uh, Friday night, Jordan and myself and uh, Rachel was there just for moral support. She was just cheering us on. It was late into the evening, and Jordan and I were sitting there just extremely frustrated because we were plugging one cord into the TV, and it wasn't working. We were plugging another cord into the projector. It wasn't working. We were plugging cords all into different ways, and they weren't working. Finally, we just laid hands on the TVs and said, Lord, we need you to come through for us. (laughs) He did. Praise the Lord. We started to discover and research and look in that in order to get these things working, I know this is silly, right? But in order to get these things working, they had to be connected the right way. 
They had to be dialed in the right way. There are some cords that you can plug into the splitter that's back there. There's a lot of stuff back there that none of you will ever see. There's a splitter back there. And if you run one cord that has a non-booster in it, or a booster, sorry, into that projector splitter, these will not work. But did you know that if you use a cord that doesn't have a splitter or a booster in it and you plug it into the splitter, they will work? You could really just applaud because Jordan and I need it for ourselves. Like, but, but, no, no, the, 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 it was fascinating to me, right? Jordan made a statement. He said, the only thing that was ever, ever okay in my life was HDMI cords. I started laughing at him. I said, seriously, you just made that statement? He said, I've never had issues this much with cords, with cables. But you know what it came down to? Dialing in the right cords to the right signals, and they worked. This is exactly, truly, this is exactly us, right, as believers. In order to know what Jesus is saying to us, in order to know what his Holy Spirit speaks to us and how he says it, we need to make sure that we are tapped in to the right source. We need to make sure that we are dialed in to the source. We need to make sure that we are not plugging our, ourselves into things that are going to short-circuit us. They're going to cause us to go all fuzzy and crazy like they have on these TVs. We, we have to make sure that we are connected to the right source. And, and I, I, I read this story of Samuel and Eli. Eli was the, the, the high priest at the time. He was the one that the people of, of Israel would hear from. So God at that time would speak through people for, speak to people through a person. You with me? And, and Eli brings in Samuel because Samuel is the anointed one, the next one. And Samuel is brought in and he's with Eli and he's, he's before uh, Eli ministering, it says, right in verse 1, to the Lord with Eli. He, 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 Samuel is a young boy at this time. He's not one that had grown up and known it all and knew what to do. No, he was learning. You catch that? He was learning the process of dialing in the voice of the Lord. I, I love that story. I love the picture that it gives me that, hey, you know what? No matter who you are, no matter where you're at in life, no matter where you've come from, you still can dial in to the voice of the Lord. Really good place to say amen. Because if, if, if Samuel as a, as a boy can learn, then, then why can't we? And, it, and it's a beautiful picture that, you know, Eli was just showing him, was instructing him. It's a part of this faith that we have to instruct, we have to help, we have to come alongside each other, right? And we need to say, hey, this is what I've discovered, this is how I've seen it work, this is what I know to be true, right? And Eli is doing this for Samuel. They're dialing it in. I, I, I want to just talk about three points. And I want to pray for us. This is a a kickoff for these next series of talks that we have ahead, but I, I believe this is a pivotal one because of what I've said about how in order to know and to understand and to hear, we got to get it in right. we got to plug into the right source. So when it comes to opening up our lives to God's voice, when it comes to dialing in the signal, we have to remember this. Sin silence the signal. When you are a servant, your service becomes clear, and when the signal is clear, your sending begins. First thing is this. Sin silences the signal. Whew. Whew. <laughs> I 
everyone just take a deep breath after saying that, right? We believe at this church that we are sinful beings, right? We, before Jesus Christ invades our life, we were lost. Once Jesus comes, when you receive Jesus Christ, when you confess him with your mouth and you believe in your heart that he died on a cross, that he's the Lord of Lords, that he's the King of Kings, you are saved, amen? This is what we believe true. This is what scripture says. But the reality is, is that we were born into a sinful nature, a, a, a sinful world. And we may know Jesus and may walk with Jesus and talk with Jesus, but guess what? And this hopefully, hopefully is encouraging. We're going to keep battling sin. We're going to keep battling our flesh. We're, we're not going to come to a point until, this is just what I know to be true. We're not going to come to a point until we get to heaven where we're just like, I've arrived. I've made it. Because you know why? If we have that mentality, it takes us away from the need of desperately needing Jesus every day. So desperately needing Jesus every day and knowing Jesus has died for us, he loves us, he's pursuing us, that when sin approaches, when sin comes, we can say, nope, I don't need this. I can fight this by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? However, we're people. We're humans. And sin's enticing. <laughs> sin sometimes is really good. Right? Three of us. We'll talk later. The rest of y'all are just sitting there not wanting to nod because you know it's true. Sin sometimes just looks a lot more appealing than Jesus. And it just appears that way because we say it all the time because we want our church to know this, that Satan is the one that has come to steal, kill, and destroy your life. What does sin do? It does what? It steals, it kills you, and it destroys your life. But we can be forgiven. I'm setting this up. We can be forgiven of our sin. Amen? So I read this, and I, and I see that Eli is the high priest. He's homies with God. He should be hearing from God. But God doesn't speak to him. He speaks to Samuel. And you know why? Backstory on Eli. Eli had some sons. Eli had some boys. Eli was, uh, 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 let's call it like it is, he had some PK kids. <laughs> Anybody a PK out there? My hand is raised. Pray for us. He had some kids, though, that instead of seeing their father's love and desire for the temple, for the house of God, they chose to go down a path and a road of sin, of destruction, of, of, of just completely destroying the work that God had in store for them. I'm giving you a backstory. Read it. Check it out. It's the previous chapter. And so Eli is the high priest, but Eli's home is out of order. His home is completely out of order. He, he doesn't have the, the wherewithal to approach his sons until very late, later on and, and until too much had happened. And he didn't have the strength to say, stop. You know why? He feared man more than he feared God. This church will never fear man. It will reverently have a fear for God to do the right things, to, to believe the right things, to preach the right things. I may not always be the best communicator, right? I'm not. I know that. But I'm going to do my best to spur us on to say, you know what, that life you once lived, just leave it there. 
It's dead. It's gone. And Eli, bless him, I, I feel terrible for him. Instead of going to his boys and saying, enough's enough. We're not going to live this way. We're not going to operate this way. God has more for us in store. He feared them. And so immediately what I see from that is that Eli replaced his boys over Jesus. You know what sin is? Sin isn't always just that nasty stuff we think about, right? Can we be honest? Sin is gossip. Sin is cutting corners. (laughs) Sin is just putting anything in front of God in your life. You love movies more than you love getting along with God? You love Netflix more than you love coming home from work and just saying, you know what, I haven't gotten along with God. I need to get along with God because I haven't gotten along with God and I need some time with the one with God. Instead, you go to Netflix and wow, like, wow, wow, this is awesome. And it's just trash. And instead of choosing Jesus, you choose trash. I'm preaching to myself. I love Netflix. Love documentaries. But anything that you choose over God is a sin. And Eli chose to just sit in the background and say, you know what, boys, do whatever you want until it came time where he really had to confront them. Sin. Silence the signal because you know what? Eli was supposed to hear, but God didn't speak to Eli in that moment. You catching that? Eli was still the high priest. Notice that? He he didn't get taken off of his platform. He didn't get taken off of his position. He was still in position, but God spoke to Samuel. See, sin just silences the signal. It doesn't cut. I, I put in my notes originally this week, just as inside scoop. Sin severs the signal. I don't think it severs, right? As I was reading and I was like, man, that's just not a good word there. Yeah, but it silences it though. You know it does, right? <laughs> when I was sinning, <laughs> when I am still sinning, it is very hard for me to hear from God. There's a lot of noise. There's a lot of things that are speaking to me that aren't God. <laughs> when I'm choosing to live in unrepentant sin, can we, can, we, can we just be honest here? Like when I'm choosing that life, I am silencing out the goodness, the kindness, the gentleness of Jesus Christ's voice in my life. It doesn't cut it out. He's going to pursue you. He's going to run after you. He's going to chase you down. This is who we believe Jesus to be. And you should say amen for that. That there's a God in heaven that loves you so much that's going to chase you down. That's going to leave the 99 and chase you down no matter where you're at, no matter what you've done. However, are you going to take the sin before him and just say forgive me? Because the moment you say that, it's forgiven. It's done. It's gone. And now the voice of God can start speaking. You need direction in your life? Check what you're doing in your life. You need provision in your life? Check where you're spending your money in your life right now. Oh, what? I don't get it. <laughs> I hear people say, I need provision. I need God to just bless me with provision. And I go, yo, first of all, are you giving to the house of God? Second of all, what are you spending your money on? And they're like, well, I got this, this, and this. You need that? No. Okay, let's get back on track. Let's get you to a place to know what God wants to do with you and how he wants to bless you. But he needs to trust you in order to bless you. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but maybe just myself this morning. Sin silences it. I believe this morning that, that there's some things in people's hearts this morning that just need to allow God's spirit to come in and to just remove it, just to cut it out, to do surgery on our hearts so that our ears of our hearts will be completely open to the signal. 
Amen? He's not going to leave. He's not going to stop pursuing. But what he's saying is, is, hey, listen, I already know. <laughs> I love that about God. He already knows, right? That should be encouraging. He already knows what we've done. He already knows what I've done. And he's not saying, you can't come to me, JP. You've done too much, JP. I don't know you, JP. Just get away from me, JP. He's going like this. Come on, don't stop short, just come all the way, right here, sit right here, JP, and just tell me, be honest with me, because I need to start doing some work, and so if we can just be honest with God, if we can stop choosing sin, and choosing life, the signal will become clear, amen? The second thing I get from this, if we want to hear God's voice, is this encouraging? Sin's a heavy topic, right? Like, no, like seriously, like, it doesn't like build churches a lot, like, it just doesn't, but it's the truth, and I'm not going to ever, I told you all, I don't fear you guys, I want your lives to be the abundant life, I want your lives to be the blessed life, I want you guys to have the best life possible when it comes to following and serving Jesus Christ, we love you, regardless of what you've done or what you're going to do, this church is filled with sinners, praise God, amen, I just wanted to say that, the second thing is this, that I get from this story. When you are a servant, your signal becomes clear. Notice Samuel was diligent. He was working. He was serving the house of the Lord. He, he wasn't sitting off in the corner going, I'm too good for this. He was there. And he was ministering before the Lord, the word says. He was serving his, his boss, right? Can I just use the word boss? He was serving his boss. He was ministering to the Lord. He was serving Eli. He was a what? A servant. He was a servant. And I, 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 <laughs> the word ministering to the Lord, you know what it means in the original? Let me tell you because I did my homework. It means to serve. It means to work. It means to commit to, and it means to collaborate with. See, we hear serving, and we just think, well, we got to work, right? I do. Hey, can, can you help serve? Oh, I got to work. I got to work. No, 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 no. Then you're missing the point of serving. Serving is getting to collaborate with. Serving is getting to work with. Serving is getting to serve alongside each other, saying, you know what? This is bigger than me. This is way bigger than me. See, if we understood what serving really meant, we would understand that I'm not serving to get on the platform. I'm not serving to reach a higher ladder. I'm serving because I want to see something special happen. I want to see God's kingdom advance. I want to see this calling on whatever you're doing, whatever business you own, whatever place and space you operate in. If you just said, you know what, I'm going to walk into this workplace and I'm going to serve. I'm going to serve them. I'm going to bring that coworker that I just want to rip their heads off. I'm going to bring them coffee. And I'm going to pray over the coffee so as they drink the coffee, they're going to know Jesus. Sometimes. But seriously, like, what if we just saw the kingdom of God operate in a word of serving? What if we serve the people around us? What if we serve our neighbors as ourselves? What if we serve like Samuel served Eli? Maybe, just maybe, when we serve, the signal will start to become clearer. See, Samuel didn't stop 
When he heard the voice, what did he do? It doesn't say that Samuel heard the voice of God and he laid in his bed like, oh, what was that? What does it say? It says he ran immediately to his boss. Did you call me? I'm here. Not one time, two times. Did you call me? I'm here, whatever you need. No, it wasn't me. Just go back and lay down. Okay. Three times. Did you? I heard it this time. You, that was you. No, it wasn't me. But the eagerness, the eagerness of Samuel to say, I'm here, I'm serving, I want to be here, I want to be a part of this, I want to know what you know, I want to learn what you have learned, I want to know. So you know what, I'm serving. Praise God that Eli has the wherewithal though, right? This isn't making sense. Jesus says something so amazing and we say it all the time. What did Jesus say? He says, hey, yo. I came to be served. No. He looks at the world and he says, hey, listen. Listen very closely to me because I don't want you to get these words twisted. I didn't come to this earth to be served. But I came to this earth to serve. I came to this earth to collaborate with you. I came to this earth to work with you. I came to work alongside you. I came to free you. I came to serve you. So if he's the greatest example, if he's the greatest hero in my life, which is true, Jesus Christ, I want to be like him. I want to serve like he served. I want to give my life the way he gave his life to the city, to you, to people. I don't care if it disrupts my schedule. I don't care if all my agendas are all just going to get mixed up. No, if it's 2 o'clock in the morning and I need to go serve someone, I'm going to go serve someone. I don't, the thing about it is this, I don't want to look back on life. Wondering if I did an okay job. I want to look back on life saying, you know what? I gave everything I had because I only had one shot at this. We all have a couple things in common. Same color of our blood. And guess what? We're all going to die one day. Thank you once again. Are you going to die wondering if you... Serve the way you could have served? Are you going to look back going, man, I I should have gotten up. (laughs) I should have jumped in. I should have uh, served my neighbor. I should have served my coworker. I should have shoveled the alley, the entire alleyway. Even though I've been out here for two and a half hours shoveling an alleyway, I should have just shoveled the whole alley. This is the thoughts in my head. Because you know what? It's not about me. It's never about you. It's always about the people that come to you. And the people that come to you, they're going to see the way you serve. And they're going to say, you know what, I see something different. And as you serve, as you serve people, as you serve God, as you minister before the Lord, guess what happens? The signal starts to become clearer. You start to understand how God speaks. You want to know how God speaks and what he's about? Look at people. I don't want to serve people. Well, then let's pray over you and lay hands on you because that's the only way I believe. I believe this so much that God is in the business of people. So we have to be in the business of people. You just do whatever you can to serve people. It says that, hey, your servant, what is here, Lord? Samuel doesn't say, hey, yo, it's Samuel here. He says, Lord, speak. Your servant is what? Listening. Because when you serve, 
You don't always have, the, have to have the words. Woo. Third thing is this. And the band can come up. When the signal is clear, your sending begins. How many want to know what God has for you? How many, how many of you think that you know already what God's plans are you, but you want a deeper revelation of what God has for you? Anybody? Hands should be up everywhere. When the signal becomes clear through serving and through overcoming battles of sin, overcoming stuff that is private because you can never be used in the public life if your private life is messed up. You just can't. And trust me, I wrestle with this stuff. I deal with this stuff. I'm a human. I'm not a superhero. I want to be. But I'm a human just like us, and if we can overcome these things, the signal becomes clear. When the signal is clear, your sending begins to happen. Notice in verse 11. The Lord says something interesting to Samuel, and it says this. Then the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I'm about to do a thing in Israel which the two ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. He says to Samuel, basically, guess what, Samuel? I'm sending you. I'm sending you out now. You're going to be the one that speaks to the people. You're going to be the one that carries this mantle. Your sending is now ready. Notice he doesn't say, Samuel, hey, I got something for the people of Israel. I'm going to make their ears tingle. Notice he doesn't say that in verse 1. No, what he says is, Samuel... And Samuel has to say, yes, Lord, I'm here. Your servant is listening. And then the sending goes. Some of us want to be sent right now. And you don't even know where God's sending you because you don't know what God's speaking to you because there's some things in your life that are keeping you from that. You want to know a clear understanding of the will of God for your life? Start to get dialed in to the voice of God. And when you get dialed in, the signal becomes clearer. I love that. I love that Samuel just is sent. We, we preach all the time here, right? I'm going to close with this. We, we preach all the time about we want you guys to go and change the world. Your workplaces and spaces that you operate, the schools you are a part of, everywhere and anywhere. We want you to be bright lights in this dark world. We want you to make impacts. We believe the church should pioneer in every situation and every place. We believe you, the church, capital C, should be the ones at your workplaces and spaces that are just crazy good, crazy talented, crazy inspired, crazy anointed. We want that. I want that for your lives because that's when you really start to see how God moved. That's when this journey just goes from religion to relationship. It's exciting. Relationships are fun. I love dating my wife. It was awesome. Thank God she gave me a second chance. Some of you all don't know her stories. We'll tell you one day. She gave me a second chance. Praise the Lord. Her parents are here, and they're like, yeah, we know. Love you guys. Thank you so much. But I loved dating her, right? I loved getting to know her. I loved, I loved the times when we would just be together, and we'd be sitting out at this park and down in good old Bourbon, Illinois, and I'd be sitting there, and we'd just be talking, right? We'd be talking, and she would tell me things, and I would tell her things, and we would share with each other, and we would talk with each other, and this bond started to happen, this deep bond. And then I said, hey, would you marry me? And she said, yes. And I was like, yeah. Woo. And as we've grown in relationship with each other, the, the thing about it is, is that when we become married, the communication and the dating doesn't stop. 
It continues to get stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. The more that you serve Jesus, sometimes what happens is, is the communication between heaven and you becomes weaker and weaker and weaker because it's just, you know what, I'm here again, God. I'm here, showing up to the church again. I'm opening up my Bible again. Like, I know it all. I've read every chapter, I feel like, in this book. Instead of saying, no, I want to go deeper with you. I want to know the deep things of you. I want to know the things that are in here that I have never read. I I preached a a message on on Wednesday night prayer, and I I read a passage of Scripture that I feel like I've read this passage of Scripture a hundred times, and I never saw a word in there. And that word changed, changed me. I wonder if you're saying, you know what, I want to know the signal. I want to know the voice of heaven. I want to know what God has to say to me. So you know what, i got to get closer. i got to get closer. i got to get closer. If I was sitting here and Rachel was on the other side of that wall and I was trying to talk with her, she wouldn't hear me. No matter how loud I scream, no matter what, she, it would be distorted. It may get under the door a little bit. It may just get out there a little bit, but it would be a distorted voice. It wouldn't be clear. But as I got closer, as I walked further and further to her, the voice of my voice would become clearer to her. It's the same way with God. The more you draw closer to him, the more you draw near to him, the word says he is what he is going to draw near to you. It doesn't say the closer you get, it's like a race. He goes farther as you go, you start running towards him. Right? Some of us think that. The closer I get to God, the closer he's running away. Like, come on, come on, come on. No, he's steadfast and he's sure. And he's saying, come on. And then as you get to him, grabs you by the hand, puts an arm around you. This is how I see God, right? And he's like, come on, let's do this thing called life together. You're going to fall, I'm going to pick you back up. You're going to get weak for a moment, I'm going to make you strong. Come on, let's just keep walking. Let's just keep walking. Let my signal become clear. Let my voice become clear. Let my heart for you become clear. I want you to be so dialed into the voice of God that nothing will be able to break you. Nothing will be able to keep you from his love. Nothing will be able to keep you from the calling that he has on each and every one of our lives in this place. So we got to get dialed in. we got to get close. we got to start to yearn and desire to be close to Jesus. Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? I want to pray for us this morning. Would you bow your heads? Would you close your eyes? In a moment, we're going to worship and we're going to sing and we're going to praise God, but I I just want to pray a prayer right now that our hearts and our minds would just hear the voice of God, that we would tap into the right source, the signal would just dial in. So Jesus, this morning, I pray and ask, by the power of your Holy Spirit, that you would speak to people, that you would move, that you would just reveal yourself to people this morning. Father, I pray and ask that that the, the ears of the hearts in this place, God, would hear your voice clearly today. God, that you would show yourself that you would show your love, that you would show your kindness, that, God, we would not choose a life that is destruction, but, God, we would choose a life of freedom, a life of hope, that, God, we would serve you, we would be under you, we would be in commitment with you, God, that we would serve you all the days of our lives. So, Jesus, I just pray and ask, God, that this morning that you speak, that you move, 
that you just release people from the noise of this world, the noises of things that have not been your voice. God, that you would just bring in your voice clearly, that your voice would be dialed in, that they would know that you are for them and not against them, that you love them, that you call them your child, that you want to be in relationship with them. So Jesus, there's nothing that could stand against you. There's nothing that could stand in your way. We love you. We believe in you. Come on, church, if you believe that this morning, would you stand to your feet? Would you sing this out this morning?